welcome to the campfire. Every month, I'll be here to bring you a new tale of terror, of horror, of the things that creep and crawl in the night. So join me as we descend into the things our minds dare not think of. I'm so glad to see you back. Tonight we have ourselves a gross and somewhat creepy little tale. The original inspiration was a story by Daniel Cohen titled Southern Fried Rat, based on true stories of people finding something they didn't expect in their fast food. I wanted to add my own spin on this bit of urban folklore, and with that, I present to you the stomach-turning story. Kentucky Fried Jean slammed the laptop shut and sighed heavily. She let her head fall back and closed her eyes for a moment. The ticking of the clock behind her marked the seconds before the workday was done. Feeling a little more relaxed, she dropped her head forward and opened her eyes. The office shone in the light of the afternoon sun, reflecting off the white walls and lines of silver that accentuated various parts of the room. Gone, long and forgotten, were the large cubicles that ate up the light and separated the people working there. Low walls and openly visible desks lined the large room, letting everyone see where everyone else was. In some ways, it was a welcome change. The brightness managed to do a good job of making workdays feel slightly less distressing, regardless of the workload. Regardless, Jean had pushed through the week, and minutes away were her freedom into the weekend. She thought of home and Marie waiting for her. The bright halogen lights overhead seemed to almost be swallowed by the sun as it fell through the windows towards the horizon. After what felt like hours, the clock struck five, and Jean lifted herself from her seat. She fumbled with her keys and phone as she collected herself to leave. Pressing a button on her phone, she scrolled the name saved onto the device until she got to Marie. She tapped the screen multiple times until the phone initiated a call. After several rings, the line picked up and a soft female voice answered. Hey, babe. Jean smiled. Hey, hun, I'm just cleaning up for the weekend and I'll be home in an hour. Great. I was thinking about what we should do for dinner. I'm not feeling like cooking. What about you? After the week I've had? Nah. Any idea what you want? Not really. Maybe we could discuss it when you get home. All right, hon. That sounds best. Love you. Love you, too. And the line clicked. Jean made her way to the parking lot across the street keys jingling in her hand. As much as work could be a drag, the trip to and from home was even worse. Being jammed up admits so many people, for miles on end, were terrible ways to start and end your workday. But Jean did what was needed. But today? The hour-long drive felt even longer. The sun seemed to be setting faster, and the work of the week weighed upon her. By the time she was home, it was all she could do just to turn the doorknob and walk inside. Waiting for her was her wife, Marie. Jean pushed past the wooden front door, shutting it behind her. 
Marie stood there in paint-covered overalls and a shirt. She went in for a hug, and Jean rebuffed her. Ah, not while you're covered in paint. Jean stopped for a moment and laughed. We should really get changed and figure out what we're eating tonight. Leaving her work bag in the main hallway, Jean and Marie climbed the stairs and chose new outfits for the evening. Pajama pants and loose-fitting shirts. They shared a few kisses, and Marie asked, So what will we do for dinner, babe? Jean thought for a moment. We could get some Chinese, or maybe burgers. Marie shook her head. I'm not really feeling those right now. What about some fried chicken? The two of them thought about it together, and nodded almost in unison. Jean tossed the keys to Marie. I'm utterly beat. Why don't you take us over? Marie deftly caught the keys and looked Jean up and down. She seemed more ragged than usual. There was no doubt that if they were going to go anywhere, she wouldn't be driving. A short bit later, the two of them piled into the car. Marie with a spring, Jean slumping in. She'll barely be able to eat anything. She looks so tired, Marie thought. She turned the car on, and they were soon on their way to the drive-thru. The lights from the city fell over and passed on by the car as they spun forward. Marie looked over briefly, and it looked like Jean had fallen asleep. Marie smiled and looked back to the road. Bright neon signs and a bucket full of chicken hummed and flashed with light, luring hungry customers in. She pulled over next to the menu and loudspeaker, and a tinny, speaker-boxed voice rang out. Can we take your order? Yes, we would like one large bucket, extra crispy, and two large sodas. For a moment there was a silence before the voice came back. Will that be all? That will be all, thank you, Marie responded. The voice rattled off the total, and Marie pulled around to the side to the pay window, exchanged pleasantries, paid, and took the bucket, setting it down by Jean's feet. The drinks went into the cup holder, and Jean awoke just as Marie began to drive away. Is that the food I smell? Jean said groggily. Of course it is, silly. What else would it be? Jean fumbled around the floor until her hands found the bucket. The lid popped open with ease, and the familiar smell of fried chicken exploded into her nostrils. Marie gave her a quick look. Want me to turn on the light? Jean scoffed softly. Thank you, but no. I'm sure I know my way around a chicken breast. Marie smiled and watched the road. Among others. You're terrible, hon. Marie chuckled, and Jean reached into the bucket. Her hand found a piece that felt just right and pulled it out. As she brought it to her lips, she took in the texture, shape, size, and smell. She opened her mouth and took a huge bite. She felt her teeth sink into the skin, and then the flesh, juice pouring out and down her chin. The familiar taste of chicken flooded her mouth. Her tiredness outmatched by her hunger. She devoured the breast. Marie took the left turn out of the downtown of the city, heading towards their home. The lights were fewer out here, and the car became enveloped in larger patches of darkness. Jean reached back into the bucket for another piece. Don't eat them all before we get home, Marie chided. 
Jean made a small squeak and continued to reach back into the bucket. She quickly found another piece and pulled it out. She felt the heat come off of it. The smell... somewhat off? It smelled cooked, but it had a stronger stench to it. Jean closed her eyes and brought the piece up to her lips. She bit down hard, teeth breaking through the skin and into the flesh. The same flavor washed over her mouth, juice flooding around her teeth. In mere moments, the piece was devoured. Jean laid back in her seat and let out a huge sigh. Marie pulled the car into the driveway, and the two of them went inside with their dinner. The rest of the night passed without incident. The two of them elated to be done with their days. It wasn't long until they were in bed and the lights put out. Sunlight poured into the room through the window, landing right in Marie's eyes. They fluttered and she awoke. Rising from her bed, she opened the curtains further and the light spilled into the room. She turned away and shook Jean on the shoulder. Jean grumbled and slowly rolled over to get up from the bed herself. Something stirred in her stomach. A queasy series of waves rippled outward, and she grabbed her stomach with a grimace. What's wrong, babe? Marie asked Jean. I think some of that chicken last night wasn't so fresh. She grimaced again, but got to her feet. The waves dissipated, and she got dressed. As the two sat for breakfast, Jean picked at her food, sporadic waves of nausea spiking out of her. Before long, she was doubling over. I... I think it's food poisoning, hon. She barely was able to get the words out before the next pain hit. Marie put Jean's arm around her and helped her back up the stairs to ped. As soon as Jean was down, Marie went to the phone to call the doctor. It was a short call. No one would be able to make it until Friday. Marie hung up after confirming the appointment and went back upstairs. Jean was still in bed, the occasional groan punctured the silence. Marie brushed Jean's hair back and gave her a kiss on the cheek. I'll be in the next room if you need anything, babe. Marie crossed the hallway to her workspace and sat down in front of the easel. Hours passed in minutes. Suddenly, a strange sound made her look up from the easel, shattering her concentration. It sounded like wood splintering. The sound was coming from the bedroom. Marie leapt up and looked in on Jean. Everything seemed fine, though her breathing seemed to be slower. She looked around the room, but everything looked fine. Heading back across the hall to the workspace, she heard the sounds but louder. She raced back and gasped. The bed was no longer on the floor, but up in the air slightly. Marie slowly crouched down to look under the bed. Thick tendrils protruded out from underneath and had broken through the wooden floorboards. Horrified, Marie traced the tendrils back to their source. The side of the bed Jean was sleeping on. Marie panicked and slammed the door shut. Stepping back, she waited. For what? She had no idea. Minutes passed like hours and Jean's groans grew louder, punctuated by the sounds of the bed creaking and wood splintering. Marie began to sob, and without warning, a tendril burst through the door. 
Marie moved just in time for it to miss piercing her, but not fast enough to keep the sharp appendage from slicing her arm. She bolted from the door and ran into the bathroom. Scrambling amongst the various band-aids and other bathroom tonics and medicines, she found a bottle of alcohol and some thick bandages. Treating the wound as best she could, she fell to the ground, sobbing. Her head hung low, and between the shock and fear, she passed out. When she awoke, the sun was on its way down, and the house was bathed in an eerie silence. She slowly got up from the bathroom floor and looked out into the hallway. Nothing but silence. The tendril that attacked her was nowhere to be seen. She crept up to the bedroom door and looked through the hole the tendril had made. Scores of them shot out of Jean's body. The rest of her that was visible covered in a strange green texture. They moved slowly, undulating in unison. She went downstairs as silently as she could and saw even more tendrils had broken through the ceiling and were pushing their way into the concrete under the rug. Stifling another loud sob, she went back upstairs. She looked through the hole in the door again, and that's when Jean's body rolled over. What was left of her jaw fell off, and her one last remaining eye fixed itself right onto Marie. Marie shrieked, and all the tendrils pointed at her. She ran, and a flurry of them broke the door down entirely, splintering it. They chased her down the hall as Marie ducked into her workspace. A couple had followed her in. Pure terror had taken control of her, and she grabbed a can of paint thinner, tossing some of it onto the black spikes. They recoiled and retreated out of the room. Marie took a moment to parse what had just happened. She quickly gathered up as many cans as she could and brought them to the bedroom opening. Marie set down the cans of thinner. From the bathroom, she got a lighter. Jean had made her keep it there, so she would be less likely to smoke, and then went back downstairs. Standing in the doorway to the living room, she took a deep breath and yelled, Come and get me, you motherfuckers! The tendrils pointed and flew at her. She whirled around and ran back up the stairs. The tendrils gave chase but found themselves at their limit at the top, just at the bathroom. Marie scooped up the cans of thinner and burst into the bedroom. All but a few tendrils were busy retracting from the stairway. Marie threw bucket after bucket of thinner onto the bed and Jean's body. With a great cry, Marie lit the lighter and tossed it onto the bed. The flames worked quickly and soon consumed the bed entirely. They worked their way along Jean's body, slowly licking along the path of each tendril. Marie bolted from the room and collapsed in a heap in her workroom. The crackle of the flames grew louder as they slowly engulfed the entire room. Knowing the house would go up any minute, she hobbled down the stairs and collapsed to the ground as soon as she stepped onto the porch. Sometime later, the police arrived at her house, and by then it was completely in flames. The fire department was close behind and quickly helped Marie get aid. She was brought to the local hospital to ensure the treatment took. It was hours later that she'd wake up. She slowly rose from her bed and requested assistance to the nearest bathroom. 
She walked over to the sink and mirror and stared at herself for what seemed like forever. She coughed and grabbed the sink in pain as a series of waves of queasiness overtook her. Thank you for joining me in sharing these nights of terror. We'll be back next month with more spine-chilling tales. I look forward to seeing you again around the campfire. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>